What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. I'm Steve. I'm Brandon. Mark is out tonight. Um, so it is the three of us. That's uh, right. Doing this. This is uh, not a spur of the moment, but this was a... Uh, Hey, let's. We need to get a third person. Yeah, a little in there. change plans. And there's something that we're going to talk. Asked four people <laughs> before me. <laughs> but, so but I just we, found out about this five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a. Uh, this is a. We're going to talk about something that we, as in we, as in Weston, are doing collectively. Um, that you brought to the table. But first, we're smoking a new cigar that I've never had. I'm assuming one of you to have had it. Correct. He's smoking it right now. I smoked. I smoked one already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just got it an hour ago, but I smoked one on the way down here. Yes, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. You, you're smoking the same thing right now. The uh, so I bought a a bunch of the Crown Heads TAA stuff over the years, and I think they have one of the best um, records for TAA cigars. They they blend just phenomenal cigars and. Um, so every one of them I've bought, I've just loved, and this is no exception. Yeah, this so, thing is phenomenal. So this is the, the Lost Angel TAA 22. Yep. Um, the wrapper is a Mexican San Andreas. The binder is Brazilian. Nope. nope. What, what do you mean? Nope. It's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with a Mexican San Andreas binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Okay. So maybe I was looking up the 21. Probably. Okay. Maybe you're looking up the 21. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, I looked at half wheel. <laughs> so. I got it. I didn't know if it had a, I didn't know if it had a, uh, you want to start th- over? This is, this is good. No, no, this is just shows you how much we don't fucking plan. <laughs> yeah. I thought we went over this in rehearsal. Oh yeah. This is the 21. Yep. Yep. So yeah. last year's was a Brazilian Montefina <laughs> binder and Nicaraguan filler. So if you're looking for that, that's uh, it's out there somewhere. So what is it? What is it again? Because I wasn't listening. It's a five and three quarter by fifty two robusto extra with an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, and fillers from Dominican Republic and two regions in Nicaragua. Okay. See, that's a five and three quarter is a, that's a Toro. That's not a robusto extra. Well, most closer not to most Toro. People. A lot of robusto. people would say it has to be a six to be a to be a Toro, but yeah, I mean, I understand so that's where they're coming from. So I have last year's notes. Last year's notes was a Toro with six by fifty two. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's why they, they they cut a quarter of an inch off, and we'll call it a robusto extra. That's this right. Year. That's a new exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, same amount thousand boxes? Yeah, I think that is right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got one. I got one keynote. Nailed it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and the name. I got the name right. Yes, you did. But uh, Yeah, 1,000 boxes, 20 cigars in each box, MSRP is 1275 plus okay. whatever the state tax is going to be. All right, cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this is the first time I've had it. It's very good so far. So we'll yeah, get my I, notes later I on. I just love their stuff. I mean, I love Crown Heads. Crown yeah. Heads is, there's a few that I don't like because they're a little too woody. But then there's some that are just like, boom. I'm excited to get that stuff back into the stores. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Brandon and I carried it when we first opened, and, and we loved it, right? It's one of, one of our favorite companies, but we Cra- couldn't get it to roll at the rate that we wanted. Just do it. <laughs> I almost did that when you started the intro again. <laughs> I was going to wait for Aaron to talk and then crack that right open. <laughs> ah, yeah. Living the high life. I got him one episode we were doing. This has been when I was still a rep, I think. His sign-off is later. 
Oh. Yeah, it's my sign-off, but that's okay. Well, whoever's, he does it every time. So I did it before he did it. <laughs> Just threw him all off. Well, he did. He Brandon did it a couple years ago as well when we were up there. We're like, when there was nothing in here. And you said, I was like, wait, what? Yep. <sighs> Long we time. Like to steal, we'd three, like to steal your move. Three years ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, we had Crown Heads back before I started working here. So it's been... Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's probably been... At least five. We probably carried it for two years. So I'd say yeah. five years ago or so, we we had the full setup of Crowned Heads and great great smokes, great company. Really like a lot of the people and mm-hmm. it slowed down just a little bit in the shop. And uh, you know Arkansas is a tough territory to cover for reps and companies. So yeah. because of realignments and things, we weren't able to get events and 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 reps coming by regularly and things just slowed down and. When that happens, a lot of times you just make room for something else, and uh, and that's what happened, you know. And unfortunately, um, it took us five years to get it back. But uh, the the cigars are great, and I'm excited uh, to have Brian, who's who was our rep before. He's now got Arkansas back and making it part of his rotation, so he'll be back and doing events and hopefully cooking us up some kale salads and oh yeah, whatever else. <laughs> kind of thing the vegetarian people like brian eat and if you don't know brian and he's probably not listening to this brian uh has more of a reputation for like cooking meat and stuff so the kale in the vegetarian is the joke ah okay yeah it's yeah. a multiple year running joke <laughs> they got one picture of him eating a salad one time yeah. and it's been shared six hundred thousand yeah. times yeah lettuce on a hamburger and it was a salad or yeah. something <laughs> uh so the reason why we're going to do this week's show, we're going to talk about a book that Brandon is uh, wanting us all to read, but it kind of entails of that's why or how we became a TAA shop. It's because of just kind of the the atmosphere, the the work ethic that you know we we have up here, and there's a, a bunch of other deciding factors as well. Um, but the book that you've challenged us all to read. Um, it is called Amaze Every Customer Every Time uh, by Shep Hyken. Nice, nice pronunciation on the name. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually tagged him in a picture, and he, yeah. he then he's like, hey, that's a great book. I'm like, yeah, I just started it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I will say, I'm, I'm going analog style. I read books. I can't do the books on tape, or I guess not even books on tape anymore. It's audio books. Audio books. Uh, I go analog style, so I actually read yeah. the stuff. So <laughs> When's the last time anybody ever produced an actual <laughs> book on tape? <laughs> so I'll tell you what, Dance Game and Dance has a new album coming out this year. Oh my it is gosh. Really, they have released it on cassette tape. Oh my saying. gosh. Um, but I'm, I haven't finished the book, so I'll go ahead and say that. I It's 52 keynotes. I've read a bunch of them, not all of them, but I can fake it till you make it. Pretty much with everything yeah. else in life. Well, when you when you put it out there, it's not faking it anymore. So that's right. You're just being transparent. I, but I've skimmed. I've I've yeah. uh, cliff notes. I've read the chapter headings. I haven't read the chapters. Yeah. Aaron skimmed 27 pages. So <laughs> it's a I'm good pretty si- much over halfway done. It's a good size book. It's a how many you think 200s on the pages? Looks like about two two twenty eight two thirty four something like that. Uh, let's and take see. the over under here for a buck. Yeah, go ahead. It is two thirty four. I'm going to take the under. If you count the about the author, it's 235, but it stops at 234. Wow. So, I mean, complete random guess on but my that's part. About the author is not part of the book. 
So it's two thirty four. He's 234, on the money. I'm on the money. I guess we took. I a just push, guessed though, at right? a random book. Page two thirty four. Two page two. Yeah, it. page two thirty five. Pretty good. I'll give you that. I, I mean, was impressed. Labeled. So what just happened? <laughs> I mean, I did you just play the lottery today. I wow. did just get the book back from you. So I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> I've just, never looked at the book or the amount of pages in that book. <laughs> so why did you want us to read this? Uh, I, you know, it, it's a cool book, and I was trying to remember how I even came across it. You know, so I, I do Audible. I listen to a lot of books. Um, I love it. When I'm driving, I usually have Audible on on a book. Um, book on tape playing in the background the whole time. <laughs> um, and I'll go through spurts while I'll listen to music. But, man, for the most part, you know, if I'm on a trip or if I'm driving, even back and forth, because most of the time if I drive between stores, it's 25, 30 minutes. And so I can knock out books pretty quick. And uh, it's just I really enjoy it. And uh, so I don't know how this one, probably it's just some recommended thing came up and I decided to read it or listen to it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that it was part of, I had ran out of credits. So you get a credit a month and then you buy more. And for some reason, it wouldn't let me buy more credits. So I couldn't buy another book, but they have a section of included with audible that you can listen to for free, like uh, that Greenlights book mm-hmm. from uh, Matthew McConaughey. That was on there yeah. one time. I read, I listened to that. Um, so if I'm out of credits and I need something to read, I'll skim that and try to find it. So this was part of that deal. I didn't realize, though, that it was going to expire. And so I only had it for like two or three days. And so I didn't finish it. And it went back to I had to buy it. And so I'd forgotten about it um, for a couple of days. And I remembered, where does that book so then I had to actually go back and buy it when I got another credit. So Where's that audio file? Yeah. <laughs> so I went back, but it, it engaged me so much in the first few chapters that, and I saw so many similarities with what we try to do and what we're, we try to be about that I thought it was really fascinating. <clears throat> and, you know, him, he, he talks about, you know, for those of you that don't know, if you are interested, it's a, it's a great book about customer service, but this guy, you know, is a customer service, uh, you know, educator or speaker. And, you know, this is his specialty, his field. But in this book, he uses Ace Hardware as kind of his gold standard for customer service and relates a lot of the points in the book to things that they do. And I just thought it was fantastic. You never think of Ace Hardware as, as like the model for something. I but then when I think about it, like I've always had good experiences at Ace Hardware. Yeah. Um, but you think, how does Ace Hardware compete against Lowe's and Home Depot and you know Walmart and Amazon and whatever you know these big lumber stores and and things? And every year, consistently, they're growing. You know, they're 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 beating these big stores in growth or you know in customer service metrics and and all of these things. And uh, so I thought it was a really cool cool example and it makes you like ace hardware even more but also just gives us some ideas of what we can do and how we can interact with our customer base and each other uh which you know we've always had kind of a family feel here but as we continue to grow and get bigger and bigger it's harder and harder to keep that same feel and that same attitude from employees towards each other and employees with with our customers and so this was just a great way of looking at a company that's you know, got thousands of locations across the country and how, you know, they, they try to 
you know, be very consistent across the board and and the way they do things. So I just, I was just fascinated by it. And the thing that made me want y'all to read it is I saw so many similarities in this book and the things that we just do kind of uh, organically that I thought it was really cool that it would be a tribute to, you know, the way that we treat customers, um, but also that we could look in there and see a few things that maybe we could add and, and, and be reminded, Hey, let's make sure we're doing a, a great job on this. Yeah. So you talked about the, <clears throat> the growth. Uh, so he actually, he actually has it labeled out in the book. Uh, Lowe's had a 2.9%. Uh, Home Depot had a 3.5 and then ACE had a 5.1. Yeah. Um, and so he put ACE in the same realm of, he says, rock star businesses. So per the writing of this book, which was 2013, Apple, Southwest Airlines, Ritz-Carlton, Nordstrom's, and Amazon were also the other five, but he centered on on, a, on Ace Hardware. And, you know, and coming from the, from the construction background, you know, I go to Lowe's, I go to Home Depot all the time. But I, you know, Little Rock has a really good Ace Hardware that's just moved and renovated uh, the old staples down at the bottom of Cantrell Hill. Um, so it's, it is huge compared to what it was because when you think of ace or at least when i think of ace i think of small mom and pop shops yeah neighborhood hardware neighborhood hardware stores not lumber stores yeah lowe's and home depot that's a lumber store that sells a bunch of other stuff and also aces what i think it was like 95 percent or something of the aces in neighborhoods are locally owned not big conglomerates so you're Mm -hmm. shopping from a mom and pop shop and you get that feel. Yeah. You know, they also have those kind of ob- obscure tools and the, the thing that you need for that old ass radiator in your house, Lowe's or Home Depot isn't going to have because they're, they're pushing newer stuff. Yeah. Ace, they kind of talked with each other. They're going to have that weird thing that you can't find anywhere and yeah. they're going to know about it. Yeah. That's always been my experience is, you know, you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, and they can tell you where the the stuff's at mm-hmm. in the store. But I mean, I, you know, if they actually know what the part does or or how of, to fix something, is would be surprising. It's kind of like that that part of uh, Parks and Rec with Ron when he goes to like Lowe's, oh, yeah. and he's like, the guy's like, "What can I help you with?" And Ron's like, "I know more than you." I kind of get that same cocky <laughs> yeah. attitude when I go, but with Ace, I mean, I. I don't know mechanical stuff well. So if I have a question, I'll definitely go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so of the parts that I've read, everything that they've said so far, I can I can attest to because I've experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Just on the few Ace Hardware's that we have in Little Rock, I've been to a couple different ones. Every time I've left there with what I needed or something better than what I came mm-hmm. in for. Yeah. And it's funny, even since I read that book, like I find myself trying to go to Ace Hardware um, if I can. Now, the only problem for them is I don't keep the same hours as the rest of the world, especially yeah. the home improvement or construction world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't need them to be open at 7 o'clock in the morning. I need them to be open at 7 or 8 o'clock at night, you know. Um, so a lot of times that does push me off to, to Lowe's or Home Depot. But um, but I've gone to to – a several times since then, you know, just kind of, now you have it in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. well, am I going to get good? Sir? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean they, as soon as I walked in, guy met me, what are you looking for this? Okay. Hey, you know, Steve is on aisle nine. He'll help you find, you know, the PVC pipes that you need. I had to replace the, all the PVC pipes on my pool pump the other day. 
because somebody got the you know you got to put the the, the purple that glue yeah. the purple and then the blue or whatever yeah so somebody had put the blue on there and I they were like a quick disconnect so you just uh, unscrew it and the pipe comes off you know uh, forget what they call it now but anyway so the glue so I unscrewed it and it wouldn't come apart somebody had glued that on locked tight yeah yeah <laughs> so I literally had to just bust the pipe off of there and uh turn of course like every project most people do including myself you know a little small easy project takes <laughs> three days and three trips to the hardware store yeah because you get the wrong thing and but anyway I went to Ace and he got me all the stuff and he's like okay you're gonna need the the glue and the primer or whatever yeah. And, uh but yeah I mean they had a guy there that had been in the plumbing business or whatever for 20 years and he was like yep you need this and this and this and that and here's the stuff and see you later so it was great and the, the ones I've been to, they always have like a popcorn machine at the front door, too. I don't know if that's a, a stand. I don't, I don't think that's at every Ace. But it, it, it seems but to it's be a lot it, of them. It's some kind of standard here. thing or something because you're right. I remember the one by my house. When I lived in Fort Smith, there was one right next to my house, and I went there. That's where I always went. Mm-hmm. And you, if they had popcorn, you'd always get you a bag. Yeah, you always see people walking around, walking around the, Ace those, Hardware with those little bags. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like we're at the movies. Uh-huh. Like that's got to suck at the end of the night, though. You know they're sweeping up popcorn yeah. for an hour. Yeah. They don't mind it though. <laughs> I prefer a bag though because this bag it's small enough you can just oh yeah you know, turn it up as yeah. opposed to a bucket. Yeah, bucket. You know you just like at the theater slamming your hand in there. Well, not to mention everywhere. it's forty seven dollars for <laughs> two ounces of popcorn. See, Ace, it's free. I know. See, I'm I'm not opposed to bringing my own snacks into a movie theater, so I just need to go Ace first. Yeah, and uh, get your free popcorn. Bogart some uh, some popcorn <laughs> yeah. and, and seal it yeah. up in there. But you know some of some of the stories in this book are you know just amazing to think about. Yeah, when when you think of dealing with difficult customers or people that aren't customers and and just how we want to be about loving people and and creating a family atmosphere and and we do a really good job. And I say, we, I'm talking about you guys, you know, like you guys do a really good job of that, but it's, it's really difficult. And you think of some of these stories where like the guy that wrecked his bike and, mm-hmm. and you know, the guy from the hardware store fixed his wheel and got some duct tape and, and, you know, duct taped things back together or whatever, no charge. The guy wasn't even a customer, you yeah. know, like he spent no money there and it cost them money to help that guy get back on his way. But, you know, they were happy to do it. And yeah, I think there was a time where maybe a lot of us growing up, like that was just the way the world was, but it, it's just not that way anymore. It seems no. like, Oh yeah. no, it's, it's a lot of fuck you got mine kind of mentality now. Yeah. And so that was, that was cool to see. And, um, you know, just taking care of the customers, whatever you can do to take care of them. Um, which is what we've kind of built our business on. You touched on it before, but you know, that's, that's what we're all about. You know, we want people to, to feel important. Um, you know, if you're going to make the decision to come in here and spend your money, uh, you know, and support our business and buy a product or, or hang out for a little while, you know, that's a big, that's a big deal. And I think so many businesses take that for granted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that I feel really grateful for is, is customers choose to spend their hard earned money because I know I'm particular about where I spend my money. If I go into a place and you don't care if I'm there, and it happens in cigar shops a lot. Yeah. It's crazy. I go into cigar shops and like people won't even look up from their iPad, yep. you know, or whatever they're doing. 
it's almost like I'm inconveniencing them to make a purchase. Yeah. I'm never going back. You know, if, if I go into a, a, a store and I'm trying to, to spend money with you and, and I don't feel like I'm appreciated, then I'll find somewhere else to spend it, you know? And so it's surprising, but, but it, it, I've always just been really grateful that people would choose to come here and spend their money. And we want to make sure that we, we treat them right. And, and like you said before, I think everyone that works here understands that they try to deliver exceptional customer service and it really does show in the loyalty, you know, and the, 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 the customer base, that, that community that you build, um, it's really, really special. And it's just so rewarding too, you know, to walk in and, and, and deal with people and not to say that we haven't made mistakes over the years, but they're few, you know, and, and I hate that, that things happen and, but sometimes they're out of your control or somebody's yeah. having a bad day or there's just, you know, we can't get the product that, that people want or, or whatever it may be. But by and large, I think everybody that, that, that works at West End really does a, a tremendous job you know, making people feel like they are important and that they're part of this place and that we want to take care of them, whether that's through education or recommendations or taking care of a faulty product, you know, we, we're going to do everything we can to take care of our customers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like what you said, well, you, you kind of touched on, you know, every, not everybody has perfect days all the way. That includes people who work at businesses, including here, where when people come here, this is their escape. Some yeah. days I'm just going to have a shit day. And I'm going to try to check that at the door. You know, sometimes I'm not always the best, but the good thing is at least with our clientele and with our friends and family up here, you know, if there is an issue, you know, I can talk it out. I can, you know, yeah, you know, if somebody can make me laugh or whatever, and then, and then it's all fine because it's, it's a, it's a support base on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. It's, you know, us supporting the clientele, clientele helping us along the same way I mean, it's a, it's a happy marriage, all the way, but just like anything else, I always said, like families are going to argue and fight and bicker. It's going to be the same thing up here, but you know, it, it's, it comes to a point of, you know, we need them more than they need us almost. That's not almost. That's a hundred percent. Well, I'm saying yeah. just not, just not in a business wise, but in a, for me anyways, for relationship wise, I've said it yeah. from the very beginning, yeah. this place saved me countless ordeals hell even being six feet under so it's 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 those little things where a lot of people don't see that he does touch on those books that just those little things make the biggest difference there's one he has a whole chapter on i forget what he calls it but it's the five dollar float or five dollar ocean or the uh, five dollar life raft five dollar life raft where if you can fix a problem for less than five dollars why wouldn't you do that kind of thing and then he goes into detail of you know, there uh, a, a a coupon that uh, a rebate, a re, a yeah, rebate, mail-in mail-in rebate. rebate, yeah, yeah, mail-in rebate that the person didn't send off in time, came up there, old blue-haired lady probably, and is like, and he just gave her five dollars out of the till, you know, yeah, you send it back, send it back, bring it back, it doesn't matter, it's fine, it's square or, or even, but it's those little things that like, like if somebody's up here buying a bunch of stuff and they don't, and it's like twelve seventy-five, like. And they got twelve. I'm not gonna make them send back a send a cigar back. It's like I got a dollar. Don't worry about it. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got a tip jar up there. Take some coins out of there. Level up. At the end of the night, if it's anywhere within like two bucks of being close, I was like, hey, that's pretty good. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And I think like that kind of stuff 
it's important. Like it sounds so normal to us, mm. but if you go work at whatever, I don't want to call anybody out, but let's just make up a, a, a you know, whatever company. If you go work at McDonald's drive through and your drawers off $2, it's probably more of a big deal. How'd you make up that company? I've never heard of McDonald's before. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just using a random is what I meant. I didn't make up someone. I'm just saying, let's say a random Mick, Mick King. <laughs> yeah. Mick King. If you go to Mick King, I'm just saying like, if you go to and not, and not even that, you know, but if you go to even a local place and you're just hired to be a customer service person, or you're ringing up the register or whatever. And you know, if it's like, Okay, I'll use me as an example. I used to work at the shoe department. I don't even know if those still exist, but the shoe. Uh, oh, the shoe depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. DEPT. Period. It wasn't depot, but yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what a lot of people called it: the shoe depot, the depot. Um, but when we closed the register at night, it had to be like within a dollar, or if it wasn't, then you had to have a manager's approval and a reason why. Write a report. Yeah. And so I get why that exists. Yeah. But if I don't trust you to run a register. And not be making you report to me if it's two dollars off. What does that what does that make you feel like? It doesn't make you feel like I trust you and that you have the right to fix a problem if you have if there's a problem. It makes you feel like, well, I better call the manager or I better call Brandon, you know, and so it's a lot more than just a, a dollar or two. It's a it's a a culture, you know, which mindset. I, I don't like using that word, but that's what's popular right now. But yeah, it's a mindset that you have to set with each other is that yeah. Aaron, you're a perfectly capable human being, you know, well, you can run this place. It's not micromanaging. Right. And, and that you have to feel like you have the authority and the ability to run this place. Like you think it should be ran while you're here. And, and that's what I try to tell everyone that works here is like, this is your place while you're here. Mm -hmm. And if somebody has a problem, you can fix that problem. Now, if you make a mistake, then we can talk about it and say, Hey, we probably shouldn't have done that, you know, or we can't do that or whatever, you know, the situation might be, but 99 out of a hundred times, you're going to do the, the right thing, or you're going to do the same thing I would have done. And so you don't need to run everything through Doug or through me or whoever, you just need to do what you think is right. And, yeah. and it's so important because it changes the mindset of how you interact with people, because while you're here, this is your place. While Aaron's here on Sunday, this is his place. Everyone knows that Aaron, Aaron has created a, a culture and an environment up here on Sundays where everybody knows that when they come up here, they're going to hang out with Aaron. It's got its own feel. It's got its own vibe. They can go back and forth about sports or, you know, about Kansas city or whatever. Uh, I'm sure they talk about Kansas city and wh whatever band, uh, <laughs> dance, Gavin, Gavin dance. dance, Gavin, get dance every <laughs> Sunday up here. And then they watch soccer. Um, but that, that's what, that is, it is so important because when you say that about the dr drawer, everyone listening and all of us think, oh, yeah, you're $1.71 off. Like, who cares, really? Yeah. But it's way more important than people give it credit for because yeah. so many places, they they treat you like they don't trust you. And I think that causes you to behave differently when you're interacting with customers and when you're filling boxes and when you're having to clean up the toilet because somebody made a mess or yeah. whatever, you know. When you're just an employee, you, you're begrudgingly doing those things. But when this is your place, you're happy to do it. Now, we're not always happy to clean the floors and that kind of thing. I, I'm yeah. not saying that. But it just gives you a different perspective of I'm happy to do this because I love this place and I want it to be awesome. And I want everybody that comes in here to have a great experience and to love it as much as I love it. And so, yeah, I'm willing to take out the trash and I'm willing to clean up the toilets and, and do that kind of stuff. So I think that little note, like those kind of things, so many people miss out on. 
because they don't trust their employees mm-hmm. and they think everything has to be approved by a manager and you can't take $5 out of the drawer to give a guy for a mail-in rebate because you might steal from me. Well, why would you hire a person if you think they're going to steal from you? You know, yeah, like that's, that makes no sense. So, I mean, we've all worked those jobs where it just feels like you're being watched all day long. Every little movement is, is being, you know, is being recorded and being, you know, just, just Hawkeyes all over you. And it's uncomfortable. And like, I mean, mine was like when I was working at Sheridan Williams for a couple months, like, first of all, had to cut my hair, hated that. Couldn't have any tattoos visible, hated that. So I'm working there in the middle of summer, wearing a wool fucking shirt in the summer, unloading paint trucks and stuff. So it's just, I mean, it's just things like that where how is that going to affect me selling paint? Yeah. You hired me on because I'm the stain guy. I know well, what could, I'm doing. You should be able to point at your tattoo and be like, it's this color. It's this color, yeah. <laughs> how long ago was this that you couldn't show tattoos? Five years ago. You think it's still that way? Uh, no, they've actually changed it okay. because I, I because when I came up when I went to go get all this stuff, I still know all the the, the manager. Yeah, and it, it wasn't his rule; it's a corporate rule. Right? No, I'm just curious um, because. But now it's changed now it's just, because tattoos like, are just sim- a part like, of society. If I walk now. into Sherwin Williams and you got tattoos, like I'm not going to think a thing about it. You no, know, but it's, it's kind of like so back a, an old school philosophy, so I guess. Even with a uh, talking about hardware stores, Sutherland's Hardware, which is a small little, I'd put them on the same size-wise as Ace, but probably even smaller, honestly, because it's more of a Midwest-South thing. There, it's a, it's a rule, have to be clean-shaven. I was there for a year and a half. Had to be clean-shaven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because they say, because their, their mantra was, um, it's like, if you're it, it, doing that, takes time. It shows you're putting in the effort for the day, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, y'all don't understand how, how fucking long it takes to do this well it's like the opposite of the old church ladies right their their phrase is always the higher the hair the closer to god right yeah well <laughs> the like, sutherlands it's like the longer the beard the closer to satan yeah or, pretty much <laughs> i mean yeah like if i'm going to 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 buy lumber somewhere and yeah, you want a guy that looks like, like a lumberjack i want to walk up and see <laughs> yeah, Aaron. exactly my man i need you to help me pick some stuff out <laughs> like you know what a good you know? board looks like that's i don't right. need somebody that's trying to file my taxes <laughs> To yeah. sell my lumber, you know, baby face. And then, no I mean, offense to any accountants out I, there. I, or baby face people who can't grow facial hair. I yeah. will say this was, that's me. this was pre my first marriage. So this yeah. was almost 20 was years ago. A long ago. time ago, yeah. But at the same time, I still had a full beard. So, but it's just funny to yeah. me to think of a company like Sutherland's and no, nothing against them. They're, they're oh, a no, great I'll company. Talk, I'll talk shit about them all the but time. But I'm just saying, it. like, what about Sutherland's makes them think that, oh, you have to look professional, you yeah. know? When like, 90% of the people that came in there to get the stuff, you look can, who I look like now. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm coming to buy wood and nails and screws to build a deck. Like, you're dealing with a lot of day laborers and yeah. people that don't mind getting their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to walk in and see a guy in slacks and a polo clean shaven with his hair combed over. Which, you that's know? how it had to be yeah. all the time. And so, it's just funny how, how times change, you know. But, yeah, when I was at the shoot depot. Uh, Did you have to wear shoes? I had to wear, yeah, I had to wear shoes. <laughs> I had to wear, uh, I had to wear a tie, you know, so I had to wear slacks uh. and a dress shirt and a tie every day, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I used to dress up for, when I was in college, all my jobs I had to, I had to dress up for, so I didn't mind it. 
and uh, now I don't have to dress up anymore. So, but my suit does still fit. So I wear it every once in a while, and I can still squeeze into it. So, <laughs> not the same one I got married in. Uh, that one doesn't fit. Uh, had to have had to have that one let out a couple of times. <laughs> I've got this one shirt I love wearing, and I put it on the other day. I was like, "Whew, that's uh, that's a bit snugger than what yeah. I remember." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "All right, I got to start. Shit's got to change. I've been a little too lax for." I blame little, it on my wife. Bit. She's shrinking all my clothes and, <laughs> and laundry. Yeah. Right? Then yeah. she stopped doing my laundry. Now I can't blame it on her. Yeah, yeah just. Uh, but it's it's kind of it's kind of the same thing, you know. Take, uh, you know, jokingly, you get comfortable, and you get a little lax. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. You can't do that in a forward facing job that has many other outlets specifically in, you know, let alone in a city, if you're in a big metropolis city, hell take for Dallas, for example, because it's a big city. There's what a hundred cigar shops. Yeah. So Atlanta, you have, same way. Yeah. So you have to stand out somewhere. Hell, yeah. even in Little Rock, there's seven now. So people have other options. So you, you gotta, you, we have to be that gym that stands out above the rest. Globo gym. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can't get, I mean, being complacent is stagnant and stale. But you have to, you just have to adapt and go along with it, but also be the, be the reason why people want to come in here because yeah. cigars you can buy online also. Everybody knows that, but why, why do they want to come in here? That's the main thing. Well, and holding ourselves as employees to a higher standard, um, and creating that community feel right between the, just the staff reflects out to the customers and you see that now with you know the customers will self-police themselves on, oh, on yeah. a lot of stuff oh, yeah. we don't have to tell the guy hey you know you need to quiet down or you know or or whatever right clean up after yourself in the bathroom whatever they'll point it out to each other yeah, yeah. um and say hey i just came out of the bathroom right behind you and it was filthy and they'll be and they won't be as nice about oh, it oh no they're we not near as nice as we are about it <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we but have to have it, that filter it's yeah. created that place where they feel pride in this is my cigar shop that yeah. I go to. This These are the guys that I love, right? Yeah. So I want to protect this place. I want to keep it, you know, because a few bad apples can ruin the whole batch. Yeah. You know, and then we have to start putting in rules or whatever to, to try to fix issues. And we don't want to do that. It's not fun. Yeah. Right? And, and we've all been to cigar shops traveling around where, you know, you can see there's verbiage or stuff on the wall. Like, yeah. don't do this, don't do that. It's there for a reason. Yeah. Because sure. it's, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of like, you know, almost every shop has no outside cigars in stuff like that. There's a reason why here we don't, but also, like you said, it's kind of self-policing. If red's over there and somebody new comes in and like pulls out a cigar that he's never seen before, like red will say, we don't do that here. And then like, then they'll come talk to me. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, I mean, Buy, buy something equal value. Don't buy, you know, you've got a, a lost city or whatever. Don't buy a quorum, like buy something good. And then, you know, and then we're, we're even, it is what it is. If you want to celebrate with whatever, like I had that a couple months ago, guy came in, had a couple Opus X, you know, we don't have that here. Do you want to know the rules? Like, well, you know, buy something equal value, whatever. It was like $20 he had to buy. He ended up spending like, 170 bucks yeah just going in there because he's he saw a bunch of stuff yeah. and he was he's like man I, and he was apologetic i'm like it's no big deal like it's you asked that's the main thing and you know you just didn't go you know dick yeah. swinging like i'm r- ruling the roost kind of thing it's it's those little things you know i could have you know 
how many other places they could have been an asshole about it? Like, we don't do this here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's ours. It's continued education. It's educating the consumer. You yeah. Know, it's kind of, you don't bring your own beer into a bar. Same thing. Yeah. And and it is 100% just what are you about? What are you going to be about? And if we're going to love on people and want them to be welcome here and enjoy themselves, then we want to make sure that people have a great experience. And it's all about how you handle those situations, you know. Every time, and, and he talks about in here, and I don't know the exact verbiage, but you, these are opportunities, right, to either have a good experience or a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about that, I hadn't really thought about it, but I thought it was a good perspective. And I'm not even saying he's right. He has more experience than me. But I like that he said, you know, customer service or to win is just about being consistently above average. It's not about yeah blowing them away one time. Yeah. You know, just be consistently above average. And that's where you gain loyalty and you gain a community and you gain customer service, you know, when you're dealing with customers. And I feel like we do a really good job of that. I, I feel like we have opportunities to amaze is what he talks about in there. Um, and we've certainly, you know, done that when we have the opportunity and we can, we're happy to do that. Whether it be, you know, through COVID, we were delivering cigars to people, uh, you know, um, trying to, to find you know, things that people want for special occasions and they mm-hmm. can't find anywhere else and, and you come through for them. Like that's, that's fun, but that's because we genuinely do care about our customers and they're part of our family. And, but most of the time when people are coming in here, you're not going to amaze them every time, but if you can be consistently above average and, and have a good, good experience. And then when you do have the opportunity to the opportunity to amaze somebody, you deliver, you know, that's how you really set yourself apart. And for us, we're just a small neighborhood cigar shop. We're not going to amaze them by having the biggest selection. You know, we're not going to amaze them by having the biggest, nicest store. You know, Cigars International, they they went out and put out brick-and-mortar stores. Not saying I've never been in one, so I'm not saying they have good customer service or bad, but I'm saying when you walk into a a big store that's 10,000 square feet, you know, some of these stores like uh, Stogie's in Houston or or whatever – you're amazed when you walk in there just mm-hmm. by the sheer selection yeah. um, or the place uh, in Orlando. Um, you know, those places, Cigars International is all about, you know, they got everything. Yeah. And they may have great customer service too. I'm not saying they don't, but we don't have that. And so what can we do that separates us? And that's amaze our customers or, you know, our terminologies offer exceptional customer service. Um, and and to me, it just it's just how treat people how they should be treated you know I, I to me it's just common sense and another thing i think he mentions in that book is that how i treat people in business is generally how i treat people in the in in the real world mm-hmm. you know i don't treat people differently because yeah. it's just who we are yeah. you know i want to be a good person i want to treat people well um and so when they walk in here we tend to do that you know so i don't think it's it's you know i what i liked was to me, comparing Ace Hardware to a cigar shop, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little tougher to say, you know, to compare to Southwest or to Disney. You know, Disney has a great customer service book out there. But we're not Disney, you know. Yeah. We're not, uh, 
whatever that hotel chain was in there. Ritz Carlton. We're not Ritz Carlton, you know. <laughs> now we can take good things from that. You know, yeah. Michael Herklotz, you know, from that Sherman Townhouse, he did a thing where he talked about how they do things at, at the townhouse a couple of years ago. We got a lot of good things out of that. But we're not the Nat Sherman Townhouse. You know, we're our own thing. So how do we take care of customers and how do we, you know, carve out this little niche niche to make ourselves unique or special or different and it's just be consistently above average every single time we deal with somebody and i think we do a great job of that and so that's why i thought the relation to to ace hardware which is just kind of an every man's place Mm -hmm. was a great correlation to us in the in the cigar business yeah yeah, it's kind of like my my dad always used to tell tell me, you know, if there's something big, you know, you you kept saying, you know, the little things, the little things end up being big things later on. The more you do it, yeah, repetitive stuff like that. My dad used to say, "How do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one bite at a one time. Bite at a time. I mean, that's just the way, you know. You you can't eat the whole damn thing in one go, but bite after bite after bite, you're it's it's all going to be gone eventually. So yeah. it's the same thing. Just those little. The little things make the biggest big, biggest difference down the road. It's that snowball effect. Yep. And, man, and don't even get us talking. We go off on a whole other tangent. But, man, that is thinking just how life is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we did, you know, when we were doing our our uh, manhood study up here, uh, Paul David Tripp did a study that we went through one time. But he talked about that life is not made up of three or four big moments mm-hmm. it's made up of a thousand small moments and he's talking about how you like deal with your family and you know your wife your kids and that kind of thing man i got to thinking about this recently in my own life because to me like i want to you know take my kids to the beach or take them skiing but at the end of but in 20 years or whenever they're grown up they'll remember those times and they'll be great but that's not going to give them the impression of who their dad was you know yeah. it's every time they wanted to show me a drawing of a dragon or every time they wanted to tell me about whatever game they played that day. Yeah. Or was my dad at my basketball game or my soccer game? You know, did he make time for me? Did we have thousands of small moments that meant something to who I grew up to be? Those are what's really important. And even in business, you want to think of, oh, here's, you know, some amazing moment where we were able to do something great. And we've had some of those where, you know, we've had great experiences where we've, had cool events or we've raised money for charities or we've, you know, done other things. And and those are all great, but it's just kind of because that's a, an extension of, of who we are. It's, it's those everyday moments that, that really add up and in life, especially it's that way. And, uh, you know, when you're treat with, with your wife, your kids, your friends. Um, so not just in business. Yeah. So with these implements, um, these, these, not, I guess guidelines or just bullet points that he has written out. It's 52 of these with those being implemented allowed us to become a TAA shop. So talk about, you know, what all that, that took on your side and as Weston as a whole for us to become now the only Arkansas TAA shop. Yeah. I mean, it's really, and whenever I, I talk to, talk to you guys about it you know at first you know i think doug and, and will were up here and when i found out and i told them and i you know I, I told doug i said doug you know this i you guys should be proud of this because this is because of the effort that you put in and and, and the customers that support this place and if you didn't create this environment and the customers weren't a part of it none of this wouldn't exist we're not 
you know, a TAA shop or, or successful or, or any of that stuff because, you know, of anything I've done other than I just happened to start the place. Um, so that is something. Um, <laughs> but it reminds me of uh, that, that guy that Tommy Jonigan. I love Tommy Jonigan. He's hilarious. But he talks about the baseball player. No, he's a comedian. Oh, John again. John again, yeah. Oh, no. What did I say? I thought you said Tommy John. I thought you were just talking about yeah, like no, John again. <laughs> Tommy John again. Tommy John again. No, yeah. the, but he talks about his wife's pregnant, you know, and uh-huh. he's like, you know, that's my, you know, that baby, that baby's half mine. And uh, he's like, well, you know what I did? You know, he's like, that's saying my, my wife baked a 12 tier cake and I donated a half a cup of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and that cake's half mine. And I feel like that here a lot, you know, like, yeah, you know, I started it and Steve was here like a month or two later, right after that, you know, and, and it was just our thing for a while. And you and Doug came and like now I feel like I have nothing to do with, with what goes on, you know, with these, with every customer that walks in, in the door, you know, and, um, you guys just do a tremendous job of taking care of everything when it comes to customer service and making sure that the cigars are stocked and all of that. And so when we got the TAA, um, I thought, man, I really want the guys to understand that, you know, this is a, a great accomplishment for the shop. I think the way we've built it contributes to that, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, just, this is just my perspective and going uh, behind the curtain a little bit, but you, you know, money is important sales are important, that kind of thing, as far as how you run your business. And, you know, we got to take in more money than we spend and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I've never once, you know, and, and, and I don't think, I think Steve could say this is true too, when he was running the shop, but it's never been like, Hey, you've got to pick it up or, Hey, you know, you didn't hit your sales goal for this month. Um, it's never been focused on that. Obviously that's the metric. Mm -hmm. So we do have to, that's, that's what we look at. Right but it's always been like concentrate on loving people and customer service being a positive place for people to come and build relationships and the sales aspect of it will come. You know, I've never been obsessed with that. Um, It really always has been about the customers and building a community and it has just worked out so well. And, and I don't, I don't know that that's anything special for us or that that can be replicated everywhere. I think that if you do a good job and be consistent, show up on time, you know, and treat people right, that you can be successful in a lot of businesses. Um, but for us, that has just worked. And, and so us creating that environment where customers are a part of this place, it just transitions into sales. Right. And, and that's the metric that TAA would look at, right. Is, um, you know, are you growing, you know, are you, do you do enough sales to justify being a, a member um, and, and there's some kind of a reputation that, that would need to be there mm-hmm. for, for them to acknowledge us. And so all of these points in this book that we've implemented and some of these, we haven't maybe haven't thought of exactly the way they, they portray them in the book, yeah. but, but the ideas behind them are, have been core values to us since day one. And so because of that, and because of the culture that, that has been created here, um, the shop gained notoriety, you know, and, and it grew, and and the branding helps too because yeah. you got people wearing their Weston cigar shirts and hats to the beach and to other cigar <laughs> shops all over the country and then you show up to 
to a trade show. To Italy. Yeah, people are like, oh, West End. Yeah, I had a guy come in my shop wearing one of your shirts, you know, a couple months back or whatever, you Especially know. Especially these new badass hats. Yeah. That, <laughs> but all that helped, you know. Um, and, and there's just some great, great retail partners and, and manufacturers partners that you couldn't do it without them. Yeah. So it's not just, hey, we have a good shop and people like us. Um, <laughs> so do, do you have to, I, I don't know the, the first step. So did you have to submit join application or does somebody have to submit us on behalf? Like, Hey, I think <clears throat> yeah, you I don't think, apply for it. So somebody has to get invited to okay. it. Okay. Yep. So, um, I really don't know how we got picked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a super secret club yeah. that you don't know about till you're in it. Um, it's fight club. Yeah. <laughs> obviously people in the industry know what CAA is yeah. and you know, they, they do exclusive cigars and it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's kind of a badge of honor or something. It's a who's who. For cigar shops. So it's a really good, really big honor for us to say, hey, we're a member of the TAA. And so um, it is a really special thing. <clears throat> but it's not something where uh, where you can say, hey, I, you could probably can. You know, I certainly, when people started mentioning it to me, I certainly did want to be a part of it. Um, but it's not like you can just go online and fill out an application, I don't think, uh, to be a member. Um you have to have five manufacturers and two other TAA members. So you have to have five manufacturer TAA members and two retail store TAA members um, submit a letter of recommendation on your behalf. And then there would be a vote uh, by the board, the TAA board, um, on whether to approve you or not. Um, you have to be in business for at least five years. And so, you know, we couldn't. Um, this was kind of our first opportunity, um, because the sixth year we were open was COVID. They didn't do TAA. Now, technically I think we might have been able to get it then, but I, I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, and as soon as I heard, uh, some manufacturers and people saying, Hey, you know, would you be interested in this? Uh, I said, absolutely. And then they did voting in January and they, they, uh, called and told me that they had the board had voted to accept or, or, or vote us in mm -hmm. based on the recommendations of the, the people that recommended us. And there's only one other. So they, they accepted us in one other shop, I believe. And that's Michael Joseph's or Joseph's uh, is the name of the shop. Uh, and that's down in Texas. And so I believe there's about 75 members is where they try to keep it. And so depending on how many people leave uh, or, you know, for whatever reason, then that's how many people they can vote. They can add to it. So some years they may not add anybody. Some years they may add a few. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how that process works, but it, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I had to, I was explaining it to somebody, um, a couple Sundays ago because, you know, we're, our TAA cigars, the, the ones that we have right now that will fit in the humidor until the new one is done is on the end cap. And they were asking like, oh, what do you have that's new? I was like, well, we got the black label in and then we got some new TAA exclusive stuff. And they're like, oh, what's TAA? Because they thought it was a brand. So I had to explain to them. I was like, this is kind of like, it's the who's who. It's the, it's the Hall of Fame kind of thing. Like people, you're voted into this. Not everybody is in it but your goal is to one day hopefully be part of the TAA association and, yeah. and sell this product. So it's, it's a, you know, I've said it before, you're not one to self gloss. So like, mm -hmm. that's kind of like our point. We'll do it for you. 
it it's taken it's i mean it's it's a it's a blood sweat and tears yeah it's a big thing for just this neighborhood cigar shop to be i mean arguably one of the best 75 in the nation to get to this point and it's because of the people who work here but also because of the the clientele that we have that will put up with my nonsense on whatever days I'm <laughs> yeah. here. Um, but it just, you know, it's even going to like, it's the small things that I think that you help implicate. Like I haven't been to PCA, but you know, if I ever make it out there, I know like you and Steve go do the continued education classes. You know, I don't know every single blend of, of the cigars in the, in there. There's a lot, but you know, if somebody wants to know what it is, I'll learn with them. I like, I, I know the wrapper is this. I'm not sure what the rest is. Let's look it up. Like, oh, I don't like uh, Omotepe. Yeah. I'll be like, cool. I don't like Omotepe either. Let's find something that doesn't have that yeah. in it and go from there. But it's just the, it's the, it's those things like that, that I will self gloss over that we try to do stand out above the rest. And I've been to many shops that, that do that same thing. And those are just, those are, you know, earmarked in my mind that if somebody's traveling to Kansas city, I know where to send them. If somebody's traveling to Dallas, I know where to send them Yeah, stuff like that. And I hope to be on that list for somebody else. But like, Oh, they're going to can, they're going to little rock. Oh, here's a place you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a cool thing about TAA is it's a lot of shops, you know, that that you will meet a lot of these retailers all over the country. So you can send people there um, because you know, they're, you know, they're a certain caliber uh, of shop where they should be. And so on that point, it is really cool mm -hmm. to show up to TAA and you have these guys that have built empires over the years, you know, and we're not to that point yet. Um, you know, but you've got guys that have five stores, 10 stores. Yeah. You know, some of them have so many stores and online presence that, that isn't, just does an insane amount of business. And you're like, what am I doing here? You know? <laughs> And, and so I, I am very fortunate. I, I think that, um, that, that we will be a, a, a valuable partner with TAA. I, I think, you know, I'm talking to a lot of these newer shops, you know, I say newer because there's not a whole lot of shops in TAA that have been around for seven years. You mm -hmm. know, most of them have been around for a long time. Um, and at some point those people fade away. Uh, they, they do something else with their lives. You know, they're not as involved in the cigar world. You know, they're not involved in the, in the, you know, in legislation or in the community or helping grow the culture on a national scale or even a state level. And somebody has to do that, you know, and, and so we're excited to be a part of that group that, that people recognize as, Hey, these guys love the cigar industry and that's why they're in it. This isn't, you know, just some business to make money for me or for us. Nobody's here because they're making a lot of money. You know, everybody's here because they love it. And, and I think that is one of the key things that has separated West end, you know, from, from other places is, is that everybody that's here, like has been here for years, they love it. Um, you know, they, you know, when you, when you're here for five years, you learn a lot, you know, you know about the blends, you know, about the cigars, you know, yeah. about your customers. It's a huge difference when, you know, Mark comes in here, you know, two or three days a week and sees the same person every time than if every other month he was having to learn a new person yeah. and that person was having to learn who Mark is, 
But when Mark walks in here, everyone knows who he is because everybody's been here forever. That creates a dynamic that is very special and unique that goes overlooked a lot. I think in a lot of businesses, people think that employees are uh, expendable, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, oh, yeah. And, and I, and I can appreciate that. I can't keep every employee, you know, I tried to hire and anyway, it doesn't, I tried to hire Josh to work here full time. Josh probably wasn't going to stay here, you know, but I, it, it worked out for a time where he was working here, but Josh can go somewhere else and make more money. Yeah. And, and I don't blame him for doing that. You know, I tried to hire another guy. Reed, if you're listening, <laughs> um, but Reed can go on to bigger and better things if he wants to. And everyone that works here yeah. has had or has well, the, other jobs yeah. that, so they're not here because of the money. They're here because they love what it's about. And if we were hiring somebody different all the time, there wouldn't be that same camaraderie. And, you know, Mike Golden might stop coming in here if every time he came in here, it was somebody different. Yeah. You know, or these guys that that have been staples at the shop, it wouldn't be the same feel to it if you were cycling through employees all the time. And some of these shops, you know, they just say, oh, we're just going to pay minimum wage. And, you know, if there's something that happens where you have a disagreement with somebody, then you just replace them. And that is completely contrary to what I want to do. And what we try to do here is we want to create a team. And I'm very, very careful, you know, about who we hire because I want them to be a really good fit for us and everybody that's, that's here except for Jordan, who we just hired, um, you know, has been here for years, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that makes a huge difference in business. Yeah. You you don't have a high turnover rate because you're not having to let people go. People are advancing their own careers, you know, and they, you know, they, they leave the nest kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm going on, I think I've started my seventh year, Doug is six years. I'm technically the newest employee. Yeah, oh, that's true. Steve's <laughs> the newest employee. Sorry, Jordan. Steve. You're not the rookie anymore. Steve is an FNG. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Jordan's the newest one. But then, you know, you, Joe, he's been here a couple years now. Same mm-hmm. thing with uh, uh, with Will and John. I mean, but yeah. we've, it, it's, it's that familiar face that is going to be up here where – you know, if Gary, if I see Gary pull in, I know what cigar he wants. I yep. just go ahead and go and grab it, have it for him. I won't, I don't cut it because he likes cutting his own, but I can just give it to him. That's what it is. But if, I mean, eventually a newer person would learn that, but if it's a constant rotation yeah. of, of just, it just know. creates a different dynamic. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't feel loyalty to Academy sports. When I walk in there, I'm dealing with someone different every time. Mm. I feel a loyalty to Southern real outfitters because every time I go in there, I know the guys, yeah. you know, and if I have questions, I'm going to go talk to them. It's such a different feel. And I appreciate that. And a lot of customers do. That's why we have such a great customer base. Yeah. Some people it's not as important and I get that. And that's why, you know, online cigars dwarf everything that every brick and mortar store does, you know, and, and there's a convenience there and a price factor and all those things that are important. But that's what's cool about this book is Ace doesn't win on price. It doesn't win on the biggest stores, the biggest selection or any of that stuff. It wins on customer service. Yeah. And we can do that. Yeah. You know, Cigars International and Holtz and whoever else, they can have great customer service through an online portal or whatever. And they may, I don't know, but 
they can't offer the same face-to-face interaction and customer service that we can offer. Yeah. And, and I forget, somebody told me this years ago and I never forgot it because people are always talking about, well, how do you deal, you know, your biggest competitors online, you know, how do you deal with that? And they said, I'm not competing with them. They're competing with me because my customers aren't going to go online and buy from them. My customers are going to buy from me yeah. because I'm going to take care of them. And I thought, man, that's the way to look at it. Yeah. Like let cigars international sell to the people in, in, you know, Mena, Arkansas, shout out to Steve. Um, <laughs> that don't have a cigar shop, yeah. right. That don't want to drive an hour or an hour and a half to get cigars and they order, you know, because that's the only way they're going to get it. And I can appreciate that. I don't hate online cigar sales it's necessary for some people. Now, you know, certainly there are things I wish I could change about it, but I don't run the world. Yeah. All I can do is control what I what I have here in these four walls. Um, and and I'm not going to – I'm going to do everything I can, and you guys are going to do everything you can to keep the people that are coming in here happy and to keep them from thinking that they need to look somewhere else, you know? Yeah. I mean, a couple of shows ago we had, you know, Chris, the owner of Luxury Cigar Club. You know, one of the things that he said was – you know, your dollar, every dollar you spend is a vote for that company. And that's, and that's kind of the same way, you know, me and Steve have talked about it because since we live next to each other, he was asking me about like what grocery stores around. I was like, Walmart's right, right there. I will spend more money and go down the road to Kroger just because it's a better experience. I like it better. It's cleaner. It's nicer. It's just, to me, I don't care so much about spending more if the end is a better experience for me overall. Sure. And I'm totally fine with that. Knowing, knowing yeah. full well, I'm costing money for, for myself, especially in a time now where shit is fucking expensive. Yeah. But there's just some things that some people will not buck on. And thankfully, we have a lot of those people and a lot of other shops out there too, not just for us, but tons of shops out there where they would much rather go to their local B&M yeah. than the huge conglomerate Thompson or who the hell ever online. Yeah. And it's, it's a big deal. And I don't think, and I, I certainly am not trying to be, and I think nobody here is like, there is a place for those things. Mm -hmm. Like there's a place for Lowe's and Home Depot and Thompson and Walmart and all of that. Walmart wouldn't be the biggest retailer in the world or whatever, brick and mortar, one of the biggest companies in the world, whatever their status is now, if they're what, if they didn't fill a need that, that needs to be there, and they're an Arkansas company, so I'm not going to try to bash them, but yeah. I just prefer not to shop there yeah. if I can help it. But I'm not going to act like I'm too good for, for Walmart because Walmart got me <laughs> well, through a lot of tough times, you know? It's kind of like, you know, Costco just opened up in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. We have a membership to Sam's and one to Costco. We don't go to Sam's anymore. I would much rather go to Costco because their selection is just as good as Sam's, but also the way they treat their employees to me, that makes a hell of a lot difference because there you can tell they're being paid properly. They have, they don't have to worry about everything because they just have this aura around them of, you know, it, it, it's, it's the only trickle down effect that honestly kind of really helps and, and works is, you know, it starts at the top and it goes down, you know, the, the CEO of Costco knows that, Hey, happy customers create happy clientele. So, I mean, uh, happy, happy employees, happy, create employees, happy customers, happy, create yeah. happy customers. So he talks about that in the book. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, you know, 90% of the people listening to this have probably bought something online. I bought something online. It's just, it, sure. It, it's people do it 
have done it or still do it, whatever. But it's, you know, it's kind of like what we've said before. I never heard, heard you say where they're competing against us. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good take. Yeah. Yeah. It just changes the way you go about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's easy for businesses um, and, and for business owners to, to look to blame something when things aren't going right. Yeah. And it's a lot harder for me to look in the mirror and say, you know, you messed up, you know, you ain't doing it right or you're slacking off or uh, whatever the case is. It's a lot harder for me to take personal responsibility for something than to say, you know, M. Thompson catalogs, you know, mm-hmm. and online, you know, yeah. kill my business. You know, it's easy to say that. And, and then what, you just go out of business and that's that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not that way. I'm I'm not one to try to make excuses for things and blame something else. I want to, if that's the case, then how do I improve? How do I win? How do I adjust course? You know, it's just the way my mind works. Um, you know, I was just having this conversation with my son the other day. He was complaining about something as kids seem to do sometimes and adults. I certainly do too. And what was sad is I felt like he was modeling behavior that he'd seen from his dad. So now I'm like talking to myself while mm-hmm. I'm talking to him, you know, um, but I said, complaining doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. You know, you're not fixing the problem by complaining about it. You're just getting yourself in a bad mood. You're getting your brother in a bad mood and nothing's getting fixed in that amount of time. You could have just jumped in and fixed the problem. And then it wouldn't have been a problem anymore. You'd have found a solution, you know, so try to think that way. And that's just the way my mind works. I, I do like to, um, be, be critical of anyway we're, I don't want to focus on me here. Well, um, oh, no, it's turned into a therapy session. <laughs> complaining, yeah, NF therapy session. <laughs> complaining is a rocking chair. It gets you something to do. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's a so, great, great way to say it. But it's like um, you know, I've I've said it many times. I I'm a even with all my the stuff I work with now, I'm a mom and pop employee. I the, my main job mom and pop it's not a big huge woodworking conglomerate west end it's mom and pop shop i like spending my money at those places because you know me going to me not going to walmart isn't going to put them in the red they've got plenty of fucking people for that yeah Yeah. that's not going to make a difference but for me again going back to that what chris said you know my dollar is a vote for whatever i like books i like reading i like the I like the selection at Barnes and Noble, but I prefer to go to River Market Books and Gifts just because it's it's an older bookstore. It's just has that feel mm-hmm. of what to me a bookstore should be. I know the people there. I ask them a question, they can actually give me a real recommendation. Now with book now with like Barnes and Noble you, you probably get that along the same lines as well. But like going to instead of going to Academy for some new Nikes, um, little rock kicks. I mean, it's a small mom and pop shoe store that mm-hmm. deals with all the Jordans. The, I mean, just the, for the, for the sneaker heads out there, that's where people go to in little rock. Oh, I got to go check this place out. Oh, you ain't never been to little rock kicks. No, I'm not. I don't, I go to fleet feet. You see, <laughs> that's where I buy all my Brooks. Um, but, uh, but my son, he, he's crazy about about sneakers, and they want to open up. I can't say it out loud because somebody might steal my idea. But they want to open up a shoe store. Uh-huh. They're ten and twelve right now. Yeah, 
well, about to turn 12 on the 25th of this month. Um, but yeah, he's, they're obsessed and I don't know where they get it from. Cause I'm not like, you know, cool or fashionable or <laughs> got a bunch of kicks, you know, none of those things, but yeah, they love, they love sneakers. So like, yeah, anytime we go to a store somewhere, if mm-hmm. they got a shoot, even in like Walmart, Target, whatever, he wants to go to the sh- shoe selection. Yeah. And we were at Walmart the other day and he was at the shoe selection while we were grabbing some, we had to go get some snacks for the soccer game. And he's at the shoe section looking at shoes. He comes back. They got some faux Yeezys at Walmart. <laughs> I've seen them. For like 15 bucks. Some feezies. Yeah, some feezies. <laughs> That's when it looks like a spaceship, he ended right? up. Yeah. He ended up buying a pair. Like, I mean, he. this is the biggest decision he's ever made. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not buying those for you. Like, if you want faux Yeezys, you can buy them for yourself. But this is a big conversation. Like, are you buying them because they're Yeezys? Or you, somebody's going to think they're Yeezys? Because... If the, if somebody's got Yeezys, they're gonna know those those ain't it. Yeah, yeah. So are you willing to put up with that? Because you're not gonna fool anyone, and I don't want you to be the type of person that that thinks like you need Yeezys to be cool. Like, yeah. If you like Yeezys and they're fashionable and they're comfortable and all those things, then great. You can buy them with your own money. But you know, buy these shoes if you like the way they look and they're comfortable and all that. But if you're just buying it because you hope someone thinks you're cool, anyway, that was a another father son moment. You know. But we ended up, he ended up going three times and trying these things on and ended up buying them for 15 bucks. I mean, it's like, it's like he was buying a new house, yeah. you know, it was the <laughs> funniest thing to watch pan out. But yeah, he's a sneaker guy. So yeah, one of these days we'll have to have him on the podcast talking Man, about I, all his shoes. I just scored some sweet <laughs> Air Jordan ones. I get oh, them really? today. So on my app, there was nowhere that says to buy it now. It was all notify me. Bro, you gotta get that VIP. Man. <laughs> Bro, give me a size 12 next time. I no, have, give me a size 7 so I can give them to my son. Okay. I have. I, How much I, I are they? I was kind of hoping. It was like. Uh, these are 170 I think. Don't, I ain't buying no $170 <laughs> shoes for my kid. But I was also, I was kind of the same thing. Like when you kept texting me like, oh, get those. Like, get those. I was like, God, I kind of hope I don't win that bid because I don't, <laughs> I don't need to bike. Oh, my right wife's now. pissed. Because I have, I have like, I have like. like that guy that showed up with that motorcycle. He said video. They gave it to me. I have like eight. I know they didn't give that to you. <laughs> I, I don't like know. They, they just gave it to me. <laughs> I have eight saved on Notify Me. Oh, I got a bunch. So it's just oh, like, man. oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I told my kids, to get, I said, I said, y'all some cool shoes. You need to get those shacks. <laughs> Dude. So, like, I push, props to Shaq if you're listening right now, Shaq. Oh, yeah. You know, come I think out that's with the, the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean, props to Shaq for coming out with a, a, a basketball Affordable shoe, for, shoe that people line. can actually buy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not get shot over. Man, I just saw there's another thing, not to go morbid on us, but I just saw an article yesterday, I think, where a kid, uh, like after prom or something, got shot for his shoes. Jordans? And, yeah, shoes. LeBron's? Whatever he had on. I was I was jumped at school when I was 12 for my Jordans. They didn't get them, but I was jumped. Man, so. wild. But Fucking morbid, yeah. Talk. <laughs> Let's talk about the cigar now. Let's bring it back to Abby moment. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is the uh, the the Lost Angel TAA twenty two. And we have smoked. We have been talking. We have smoked this thing down. Smoked it down. This is a really enjoyable cigar. Mm-hmm. So it has it has um it has a mothbally, uh like that that grandma's attic to me, and I also get a little bit of that floral. So I am wondering because you said it has a Nicaraguan in it. So I was wondering if it has the El Matepe because that is, again, that's a, a flavor profile. I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's subtle enough where it doesn't ruin the cigar for me. Yeah. 
Um, but it's, it's there, but I love a mothbally cigar. I, an old book, grandma's attic, that same way. I love those cigars. So this has plenty of that. How do I describe that to a customer by not saying mothbally? So, so to me, because like musty to me, yeah, but that's not good. No, but but that's what it is. What I say is more like rich and smooth and like dark flavors. Well, but yeah, but musty is a, is a, is a, is a flavor. I don't want you to tell me I'm going to. That's what I'm going to taste. Nobody wants to be <laughs> musty. But this is good. Nobody wants to be musty. It's just like not spicy. It's not full flavored. You know, like it's not going to blow See, you away. I I use I don't I don't use the word mothbally, but I use the other trigger words that might send back happy memories. That's why I use grandma's attic or yep. old book. If it's woody old, I use old book. If it's if it's more the mothbally f- aroma and flavor like this, that's where I go grandma's attic. Because it could just trigger that that quilt that that's five head. I mean, that's just that's <laughs> just <laughs> one, That's just one of those things. And it Have works. You applied for halfwheel.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not on that level. I can tell you that I'm not on that level. I mean, I can't even read the internet right. I was reading last year's blend. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. this is a this is solid. And what'd you say it was like twelve fifty? So twelve seventy five. Yeah. Um I think you're right. I'm not big on that musty mothbally flavor um but it's subtle mm-hmm. right i think a lot of companies when they try to make that flavor appear in a cigar they overdo it and it, and it overpowers everything like else illusion illusione the gigant gigantes that's a really yeah, it's, cigar. yeah it's, and yeah. that's one you either love or you hate right but this one has it's very complex right it has mm-hmm. a ton of flavors and they're very subtle mm-hmm. right so it it doesn't overpower the the overall experience of the smoke, and I think that takes a lot of work. Would you consider this, because there's multiple flavors in this, but would you consider this a single note? Because I didn't get a lot of changing from first, second, to third. It's a lot of the same yep. all the way through. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, we were talking a lot, but I just noticed every time I would try to think about it, it was that same kind of just like dark, rich flavor profile mm-hmm. that it did not change a lot, and it's not going to be like one of those, you know, like what you smoked last week. I don't even know which one, but one of them, those, most of those black label cigars, you know, mm-hmm. they got a ton of flavor, yeah. you know, and it's, it's almost like, like those Padron anniversarios, you know, mm-hmm. they have so much flavor, but they're smooth and like so good. This one is smooth and, and good, but it, it's not like overwhelming with flavor. Like, like well, those black label well, or the, Padron or the retro on this is a lot more like dark chocolate. Yeah, flavor coming off this one. You, you know, you kept using the richness and, and chocolate flavor. Yeah. For me, it's off that retro is when that dark chocolate really hits. It's that really the good high cocoa. Yeah, it's that really good cacao. Yeah, the <laughs> cacao. <laughs> it's that really good. What I call it, a, a Ghirardelli. Yeah, <laughs> it's that good Ghirardelli chocolate. <laughs> yeah, is that an Arkansas company? <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, this is a solid one, and just the fact that it's a Crown Heads because again, the uh, the La Creme from Crown Heads is one of my top ten. It's when I I kind of fell into it because the other Crown Heads, the uh, uh, the one that has like the sugar skull on it, the uh, uh, oh yeah, the uh, Imperiosa La yeah La Imperiosa. Like that one was a really woody, and I'm not a huge woody flavor, so that kind of turned me off of crown heads for a while until I got one of those La Creme in my hand and that totally opened the door to everything else. Yeah. I think that's a testament to the, 
to the guys blending there, John, uh, they they are able to blend cigars mm-hmm. with very different, distinct flavors. Yeah, and and they're all enjoyable, right? Whether or not it's your favorite or mm-hmm. not is, I mean, that doesn't matter. But they they're able to take it and say, okay, I want this one to be a little more creamy, but it needs to stand on its own. Yeah, right. And and I think that's a a hard thing to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Cr- and and just changing one little nuance to it. Yeah, will change the profile all all around um i am interested to see if i could find a 21 though because the this blend does look really nice <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> a san andreas wrapper and a montefina binder um mm. so anybody out there knows where i can get one let me know <laughs> because me reading the internet it's wrong, not like you're gonna helps. smoke it you're gonna put it in your humidor and save it listen <laughs> yeah. we've talked True about you today story. conway what, what? About never opening your cigars. We were talking about uh, Saints and Sinners. You haven't smoked a single one of those. I smoked uh, I smoked one from my first year. Is the thing open right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you, do that. you haven't yeah. renewed? No. Yeah, you need to get it done. Yep. Yep, it is renewed. And I've already given my uh, application out, so. I still have mine. I'm keeping it. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I need one since I've already been a member, I hope. But if I do, I, I can. Oh wait! Email you, Andy. So did you? Were you not in last year? I did not. Oh, oh, then you don't have one. I never renewed it, but Andy re-unlocked it for me. Oh, oh. you want to pick up that name you just dropped? <laughs> so hey, TAA has its privileges. Okay. Any TAA members out there listening? I'm sure uh, you know somebody that can get you into SNS. I still have to pay for it. Okay, it's not like they're giving it to me for free. <laughs> I I was talking to somebody. Oh, oh but I, I didn't even use it. I, I didn't even. You know, I just don't even. I, I, just, I, I get so sidetracked on things, I just forget. I wear the and shirt. SNS is I, not I, at the top I, of my priority list. I, I did go ahead and upgrade the shirt to a two X this year. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you can actually wear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Mo got you another shirt. So here's here, here's the thing. Like I have a I have short legs, but a long torso. But I I I don't like the feel of a two X in the chest and body. But I need yeah. the length. Of a yeah. 2X. You need an XL tall. Me yeah, too. That's why I like, that's why all the t-shirts I wear, like this black shirt is, it's. You need I, to try out those new tees that are being advertised well, everywhere. This oh, is, yeah, this those is things an, have been all over. This is an Instagram shirt. It's fresh, clean tees. And that's the only. Is that bl- the one? I don't even know. I, I hate that advertising so much. I've almost in my mind, if you're going to show me a 30 second ad before I can watch a three minute YouTube video, I'm purposefully not going to buy your product it's like those oh. untuck it shirts see i i pay for youtube premium i haven't seen an ad in three years how much i gotta pay to not see an ad it's like 10 bucks a month he's bougie are you kidding me he's bougie yeah. i can get rid of these ads for 10 bucks <laughs> i don't watch any advertisements now there will be a time where like sometimes i go nostalgia so i'll like look up 90s commercials for like an hour oh, and yeah. just like watch <laughs> 90s commercials it was back in the heyday though oh, man 90s commercials hit they were awesome. Oh, yeah. These commercials nowadays, they're just so stupid. They suck. People are getting paid to come up with this stuff. But No I, offense to anybody like, out there in, in well, advertising and marketing, but I was actually talking some of this stuff, I'm like, I sh- I, I'll be happy to take 100 grand a year to come up with these silly <laughs> ideas for these commercials. Well, it's funny. I was actually talking to Steve uh, last week. We're outside smoking a cigar. And I was like, you know what? I would like to be a commercial actor. Like the bibbity bibbity guy, yeah, just just like just be like I'm known to be a commercial bibbity bibbity. If anybody out there is in like commercial marketing, I have a distinct look. If you need a biker or a bouncer or anything like that, yeah, biker ad, call me up. And the cool thing is, like, 
that bibbity bibbity or whatever that we just did, they're like, see, it works. It works. Yeah. I'm not calling Liberty Mutual. No. I don't care how many times you put your ad in front of me. I will say, though. I'm calling the, somebody I know that does insurance. The wet teddy bears one is one of the greatest commercials on TV. I haven't seen it. No, the greatest. You haven't com- seen that? The, I, I don't have TV, so I don't see so TV guy, commercials. I he's only on see the pier, on, right? That's their typical whatever. commercial. He's out there in like a hot dog cart. <laughs> They're talking about how we do things differently and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wet teddy bears. Get your wet teddy bears. And he pulls, somebody walks up and like asks for a hot dog. He pulls out a, a soaking wet stuffed teddy bear. And gives it to a little girl. And gives girl. it to him. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? The best commercial though right now is, I don't know what product it's for, but it's the old man. It's the guy who says, don't turn into your parents. And like, oh, yeah. And like the younger guy prints off like a map quest oh, map, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Great. And he's like, we don't print off the internet. And yeah. I, I die it's, every time uh, I see it. It's one of the big insurance companies. Yeah, it's an insurance. And then like he- Saving he, money on your homeowner's insurance. Yeah. And then like yeah, you know, he, unvel- he unvelcros the, uh, the remote. Yeah. And like, I'm like, shit, I do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he's got that live, laugh, love thing. And they're like, yeah. those are the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, can you stand up without grunting? No, oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's uh, breakfast is usually uh, Advil in a in a in a sugar free Red Bull. I tell you, the worst is when you you get two you know two advertisements in a row without the skip button. That's I'm telling you, man, it's awful. It's worth ten bucks. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. YouTube Premium. It is where and it has like a family plan, so you can have like four people on it. Just Good. add him to your family plan. Well, yeah, I think I'm already familyed out <laughs> because I'm on Moe's and Moe's on somebody else. So it's like, oh lord, oh yeah, YouTube's gonna be calling you. Yeah, <laughs> it's they almost, advertise. They always advertise on YouTube TV to me. No, and they even advertise. That's what like, I have. And that's what I use. Like I have that as ten well. accounts or something. Yeah. yeah. So one of y'all give me that. <laughs> well, the, the only thing is, you only like three devices can be used at one time. At one yeah. time. So there's been times where like, like I'll be on, my brother will get on, I guess like my dad will get on, and it kicks somebody off. Oh yeah. And it's like shit. So I think like, Netflix could, could is I be watching one. this game on YouTube TV right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's full. It's full TV. And I didn't know how it worked. And it's like, but it's expensive. It's like fifty bucks a month. But you 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 partner up partner up with somebody. It's like thirty six bucks. So, yeah. But if you look at what you're paying for cable, of course you don't have cable, so it's not. I've never the only paid for cable. The only thing except at this cigar shop, and it's four hundred and four dollars a month. (laughs) And and it's for one thing. And it's for sports. That is the yeah. only thing live TV is around, is still kicking. Well, forward. hold on. We watched Game Show Network during the day. Ah. Come on now. It's like you can watch all that shit. Yeah, I forget. I got to talk whatever. to Doug. He up to <clears throat> so that's internet and cable. But it's like four hundred and fifty dollars a month for internet and cable for this shop. Yeah. How about? <laughs> well, you also it's also Blue business. Gasket. It's also business. So business is always going to be a little bit more. You that's turn, that's fine. But people act like oh, it's just business. It's a write off. Whatever. That's still a lot of money. To pay for a TV to be on. Well, the question is, would the customers be upset if we didn't have the upgraded package? If they can't see their game, right? Yes, they would. Because that's where it all comes back to, right? Yeah. Is it worth what do the I got to pay to get this? And the thing is, like we have the ESPN app, and we watch a lot of games on that. Mm-hmm. So if, like, if I can watch these games on an app, on the ESPN app or whatever. Anyway, we're digressing. But oh, Why is Marcus Smart not playing? It's expensive. Cable is expensive. Heat. Marcus Smart has a concussion from that hit, evidently. Yeah, he must. So, <laughs> we, we were, were you watching it? We were watching it, I think. I think so, yeah. And he slammed his head on the ground. Yeah. And like he was he was out. And we're watching the Boston-Miami playoff game, for mm-hmm. those of you 
in listening Mi- Miami because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not watching with us right now, yeah, yeah. When when this comes out Friday, you'll already know who won this game. <laughs> By Friday, I think they'll be in game three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was pretty much what this show was going to be about. Talking about the book that I haven't yet to finish reading, um, but will, and then yeah, y'all have heard it. Yeah, and if you're yeah. in the customer Red- service industry, um, or even if not, if you if you like, um, it's just a know, really interesting stuff, story. It is. I thought it was interesting. I don't think you know if you're just looking, it's it's not necessarily you know all about Ace Hardware. So it, it's not going to educate you about the company if that's what you're looking no, for. No, it's, it's not like a biography of Ace. Yeah, it just talks it's about, about customer service, yeah. and it's you know every point uh, is related to something that they do, and. Uh, but it's a great book, and I think if if you are in the customer service industry, it's it's one of the better books that I've read. You know, on on that subject matter, it, it's it, kind of like it's just very applicable. Whenever I was in uh, culinary school, you know, it's it's culinary and hospitality. Yeah. You know, it's it's you you learn front of house, you learn you learn back of house. You know, front of house is just as important as back of house. You know. Some some would argue it's more, but that's where you get in the front and the back of my house look the same. <laughs> back Sorry. of my house, back of Dad my house joke. has a big head. <laughs> front of my house looks clean and nice, and the back of my house with its all fenced in. Your house I looks don't know, like a garage sale. I don't know what's the front or the back of your house because that's true. I've never wanted to use the front. Confusing, yeah, yeah. There's a place to park up front, right? <laughs> so you, yep. you have two backs or two fronts, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my house is flipped. The front is the back, and the back is the front. So the house I grew up in, uh, this white house up in Independence, forever, all we ever did was go in through the garage and into the house, whatever. I I remember somebody, I was little, I was probably eight or nine or whatever, and my mom said, there's a package at the front door. I went to the garage, and there was nothing there, and I was like, there's nothing there. And there was a whole time like, oh, there's a there's an actual front house, <laughs> like front door, front door because yeah. because like we had a den and a living room. We always were in the den because that's where the garage came out of. Yeah. Like we never stayed in the living room. Bougie. But it was just like, <laughs> yeah. no, this was not a bougie house. <laughs> but it was just oh, like. You had a den and a living room. And a basement. <laughs> well, that's bougie. It is up class. I mean, this is just. So the house I grew up in, same deal. West. You had a carport in the back. You uh-huh. go down, you go down an alley. You park in the carport and you walk in the back door. We never use the front door. Yeah, you never. And my house was bougie. Yeah. <laughs> my parents paid $25,000 for my house. Man, if you could go back. Golly. It's got to be worth at least 30 now. <laughs> it's like Steve. If it's still there. Steve walks by my front door I more built. than anything. I don't walk by my front door more than Steve walks by my front yeah, door. Do you have oh, one of the yeah. little camera deals oh, so you can oh, see oh, it every yeah. time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get one of those in my house. Yeah, we put one in too. I can, I can, like, if I'm already in, in the back, and I can, I can holler at him through the speaker or whatever. Yeah, I put it in for my wife, so she she works from home, yeah. so she could see if somebody knocks on the door, or rings the doorbell. She still has not downloaded the app. Mm. <laughs> I'm the only one that can see it. She calls you. There's somebody at the door. Who is it? Yeah. Let me look yeah. on my phone. Real I'll quick. text her a lot of time. And be like. It was Amazon. And she knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know? so, so today, like we had a UPS package being delivered and it had to be signed for. So I could see that they ring the doorbell. I could see them there. And I'm like two miles away. I'm like trying to talk through the thing. Like, don't, don't leave. I need, 
I'll get there. And they're already gone. Like, sign was uh, on the door. Like, ah, damn it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even for me. It was for Mo. So. Oh. Oh, damn. All right. Is there anything else? Probably, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we got to save something for the next show. Save That's right. something, yep. All right. Uh, I think next week will be five of us. We're going to have Josh and Kev back on. Um, so it'll be the full gamut. I will say... For those of you that are local to here, we have two oh, big yeah. events oh, coming yeah. up. Yeah. About the event. so, so next Friday, a week from when this comes out, right? So yep. Friday the 27th. Yep. Eric Espinosa will be in Conway on Friday. And then Saturday, Eric Espinosa will be here. Oh, I need to change those dates. Isn't it? Because I have it as Friday here. Mm-mm. Friday okay. in Conway, Saturday in Little Rock. Ew, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Eric Espinosa will be at both locations uh, next Friday and Saturday for uh, Espinosa Cigars. We got all their stuff, all the new stuff. What are they? Do you know the name? What's the new one? Knuckle there? Sandwich. Knuckle Sandwich. Yeah. Blended with uh, Guy Fieri. Yep. So, you got the Knuckle hey, Sandwich. We got, we got, uh, <laughs> Going to we got tons of their stuff going to be here. And Eric Espinosa, uh, the owner of the company. The Murcielago was here, in so. my top 10 of last year. The Murcielago Lancero. Yeah. Which is, if you if you like Lanceros and you like strong Lanceros, that's definitely one that needs to be on your list. Yeah, so that's exciting. That's great. We've been trying to, to get Eric to come do an event. We've been wanting to do just an Espinosa event. And uh, so we were fortunate enough to track him down at the, the show back in July, and he made it a point to come out here. So we are excited about having him here. And so, yeah, if you guys are around Friday or Saturday, come by Conway or Little Rock Shop. We'll have food. We'll have cigar deals. Come meet Eric Espinosa. He's a you know legend in the cigar world and been around for a long time. He's a great, great guy. He's fun to to be around. So make sure you come out and meet him and hang out with us for a little bit. So do we have anything lined up for June yet? Oh yeah. You want to tease or say because um, it's not in my calendar. Yeah, we're just teasing. Okay. <laughs> and and I just am not going to say it because all the details aren't lined out because it's a it's more than just a, like a regular event. So, um, but yeah, so we've got a cool event coming up in June that hopefully will be really fun and exciting. Um, but yeah, more details maybe next week, uh, when I get everything lined out for that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, Espinosa. Glad to know it's now Saturday because I was going to show up here with whistles on, on Friday <laughs> <laughs> and not Saturday. So, all right. Yeah. Um, we will talk to everybody next week then. Later. Adios. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>